Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. No, I don't want to die. I want to fake my own death and move to China and become a successful comedian. It's different, Alex. Also, the podcast audience won't hear that first bit, so it'll just sound much more troubling than it is. <laughs> he was training in the jungle, bombing pancakes. He was running with the wolves. Where was Beatles? Learning to read from the talking dog, yeah. Where's Banknote? He runs his papa's company. Dark Lord Strike. He's a very naughty man. Finally together. The life of hope we call the Dragon Poets and explorers alike have tried and failed to capture the icy splendor of the spine of the world, that jagged and imposing barrier between the warmer Southland and inhospitable tundra of Icewind Dale. Are you going to continue opening that chocolate block while I talk? I thought it would be a good time because I wouldn't have to talk for a while. It was actually an act of mercy because you said that tundra. You did say tundra. And, and, he, I, and he crackled right over it. <laughs> the empty silence and terrifying solitude here have driven men and, ali- men and women alike to madness and despair. And yet silence is not a word one could use to describe this vista currently. The dragon friends have snuck their way in and exploded their way out of some kind of mercenary mining camp under the command of one late Captain Jandal. But very obviously under the employ of their perennial nemesis, Strad von Zarovich. Strad was digging raw, unrefined spellstone or chardelin out of the very ice that gives the dale its name. And Bobby, if you have a pen fight while I do this, I'm going to stop the show and we're all going home. Strad was digging spellstone out of the snow, but you've got some of it, Bobby, in a small lockbox under your arm. The gig is up. You've been rumbled. The mine is coming to life. There's an ogre called Krizak. He's got a double-barreled siege. Crossbow, pow, pow, pow. You remember Nicky Lanston? He's dead. Tough-looking merchants coming out of the mines. It seems like an attack is evident. Remembering, again, poor Nicky Lanston, that nightclub scout who you brought here, is pinned by siege shot and bleeding out above you, but you are not entirely without weapons yourselves. Banknote. You sit aside your apparatus war machine, already spluttering to life. Beep, beep. Filge and Baston, lit by the burning torches of the camp, you stand back to back, sword and hammer at the ready, as more and more mercenaries file out of the mines behind Krizak, forming a lazy half-circle behind him. With a whoosh and howl, an alarm flare is fired from somewhere near the mine's mouth. Things are about to get very bad as Krizak cocks his gun again. He fires and his shot goes wide and it splinters the corner of the cabin behind you, Baston, demolishing a load-bearing strut as the whole side of the cabin wrinkles and collapses into the snow. Bad at aiming, guy. Oh, I still have a spear in me from the last time you shot me. You are quite injured, is that correct? Look, I'm quite injured. I'm somewhat injured. I have injuries. I am not at full health. I am 21 (laughs) below my max hit point. I'm fine. You're fine for now. In that case, Lilai Banknote, you are the first one up. Uh, how so? Uh, did I get into the apparatus inside the cabin? You're sitting on the top. Excellent. Uh, how far away is he? 
He's 25 feet away from you. Then he's within range. I am going to uh, two claws, lever four. The claws extend from the front of the apparatus. Don't need to make a check for that. And then I'll make uh, two melee attacks. Uh, What's his armor class, Dave? Armor class is 13. So 10 plus 8 is 18. uh, 11 plus 8 is 19. They both hit. And I'll do uh, 14 damage in total. Okay, so as the miners continue to file out of the mine, um, Banknote, instead of fleeing, charges forward into the heart of them inside his giant mechanical crab, cutting um, gouges in the snow and gouges, it has to be set into Grizak, as well as he stumbles back against the onslaught. And Grizak is now grappled. He is, as he's grabbed in one of the crab's pincers. And Bobby Pancakes, you're up next. Um, I'm going to cast um, uh, Mind Spike. So he has to... um it must take a wisdom saving throw um, to uh, to beat me. Yep, okay, so you're talking about Krizak again. Yes. So he makes a wisdom save and he passes it. He rolls an 18. Okay, he gets half of 3d8 psychic damage. Okay, great, so you do damage to Krizak as well, which is half of 14, so 7 points of damage. And he is in pain, but if anything, just angrier. Baston Indrirovich. Um, Who can I attack? There are many miners, as I said. Every second while you're fighting, more and more miners are coming out of the mine. There is probably, I'd say, about 12 of them there now behind Krizak. Uh, guys, I feel like we should maybe, um, like, go. Maybe go. Do we want to stay or do we want to go from here? I'm going to attack Grizak, I guess, okay. while I'm chatting about this. <laughs> go in, go I'm in. I'm just throwing this out while I'm, uh, while this is happening. Uh, what's his armor class? His armor class is 13. Uh, I get out my swords, I hit twice, doing uh, 24 damage. Okay, so 24 points of damage as um, Baston Indrovich charges forward with his twin swords, a swinging Filge Yura. I mean, me could go, me kind of, yeah, me could do with a change of scenery, me say, as I'm uh, in an itchy rage and um, blasting him uh, as he's pinned down with my thunder's wake. Because this is, you're still um, slightly allergic to the ski wear, the heat tech that you're wearing, is that that's right? That's right, yeah, <laughs> that's and I'm so, I'm itchily raging. All right, that's fine. Um, so I got a, woo, a 19 and a 3, so one of them hits. And I do uh, nine, uh, 14 damage. Okay, 14 points of damage, and Krizak dies. After this, oh, look, dead! Under a sustained assault from all of you, but in the time that you have taken to not back off, that half circle of miners is now three quarters of the way around you, and you can see that the gates to the camp are a momentary, in a moment's time, are going to be cut off from you as the guards are encircling you. And they're all kind of, um, they're, 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 they're an angry mob. Uh, sort of are like they from, chanting anything? Well, no, they kind of sound like an angry mob in like a musical, like The Music Man. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> do, do they, do they, Ben? Yeah, they do. They're like, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like, uh, let's get his hide! What's that sort the, of thing. What's the, what's the point of The Music Man? I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the single crux of The Music Man? Have you seen the episode of The Simpsons where they sell a monorail? Yes. Okay, it's that. There's a monorail. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Crucially. um, It's about a man who travels, a flim-flam man, uh, who travels from town to town in the American Midwest selling marching band equipment. Right. Okay. And crucially... Not a monorail. Crucially not a monorail. Okay, okay. I actually, now that I think about it, don't know what his scam was. He was selling um, band but, instruments, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but they, they sold it to them. And they were there. Yeah, They were there. Like, 
I well, mean, the, the scam is if anyone buys a fucking saxophone, you've been scammed. I think, it, I think it's literally that. I like, say this as someone who owns at least two saxophones I, throughout his life. Now I'm thinking about it. I think it was literally like he rolled into town, gave all the kids instruments, and then no, the no, parents no, no. Were like, critically told them, you're going to get instruments, but pay me money in advance. And they were like, there's not going to be any instruments. And then there were, and then the parents were like, oh, fuck, now my kid has a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, so he's not, it doesn't sound like there's any flim-flam about this man at all. Well, I think he... I I think in the, the flim-flammery was like, and they'll be great. Oh, but no, the kids all sucked? Because the kid all sucked. <laughs> the flim-flam was that we're going to give all of your kids like very loud wind instruments and you're going to really enjoy it when that happens. Anyway, Dave, let's get out of here. Let's well, you, we we a, make a beeline for the... Uh, you can try, the, but you've used game? all of your actions to attack Krizak and now it's time for the soldiers to take theirs as up, um, climbing up onto around the mining apparatus around the mouth of the mine. There are now four of those soldiers with crossbows and they fire shots, one at each of you, and Bobby and Filge, you both get hit. Everyone else's shots miss and go wide. And you ah, take sucked in, you stupid soldiers. Ten points of damage, Bobby. Nine points of damage. Yeah, I want his hide. He sold my kid a trumpet. <laughs> flam flam. And now it's your turn, a banknote. But before you start, I want you to make a perception check for me. Perception. Uh, ooh, not good. Eight. Never mind. Okay, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to make a beeline for the gate. And as I do that, you know what? Fuck. Uh, it takes a long time for the banknote apparatus to turn around. Remember, it's going to take you a full turn to do a 180. Uh, are we not? Are we, are we? Are we not facing the the gate? No, you were facing Krizak at the mouth of the mine. Oh, okay. Um, all right, then I guess I will turn. Uh, 180 degrees in my turn then, Dave. <laughs> that's my turn. No, it's not because that's... you. Have okay, it's not. Then what is, Dave, what is my turn? <laughs> Please tell me what my turn no, is, Dave. Well, your, your turn is up to you, but you've got the brain inside the apparatus that can do the things for you, so you can do something yourself if you want. Oh, while you're turning, you can do something yourself. Oh, I see. Dave was being nice. I'm trying to help. And you were rude back to him. Or something, I could shoot something or something. Uh, all right, let's, let, let, let's brain it around. Is that a saying? We'll nope. brain it around and we'll turn we'll turn well, the, the, the apparatus will turn itself and then I will um I will skywrite the word cuck using no <laughs> using the spell skywrite. I will I will I will delay my action until I'm attacked again, Dave. Okay, great. In that case, Bobby? Um I'm gonna I'm oh, can you take s- that perception check for me as oh, well? Oh, yep, sure. Ooh. Uh, that's a five. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm still in disguise soft mode as um, the um, the sleepy soldier. Coleman, I think. Uh, Coleman. You, you made an attack, however, and they've all seen you attack Grizak. I was up in the tower. Make a stealth check for me if you were trying to do it from stealth. Uh, that's a 12 plus 10, 22. Okay, sure. That's so I'm going to... I'm going to um, come down the, the guard tower and make a beeline for the gate disguised as myself. Mm. All right, make an athletics check or acrobatics. Well, I'm presumably I'm coming down the inside. I'm not oh, going to scale run. the outside of it. You're, well, that'll take longer. You can do that if you want. There's, if you want to use the ladder. I feel ladders. like it's safer considering I just rolled an eight. <laughs> well, that's not how it's meant to work. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it would, it would have been a, um, a, a 14 anyway, but um, I, that my intention was to run down because I'm in okay, the sky. Okay, great. That's fine. That's fine. Whee! All right, you race down, and luckily the inside of the tower is empty and devoid of guards as well as you make your way to the bottom. However, you just come through the door at the end of your turn. Baston? Um, I'm going Perception to... Perception check. Ooh, I wonder what I perceive. Ooh, that's pretty good. 15 plus my percep... Uh, 17. All right, you think you notice something out of the corner of your eye as you're preparing to do whatever you're about to do. Yes. And you see a what looks like a black 
whirring shadow cover the body of Nikki, and then when you look again, his body has disappeared. Oh, that's not good. Let's get out of here, guys. Um, uh, Nikki, look. Uh, j- uh, never mind. I'll explain it later. Um, Vaston is going to uh, like beat a retreat, so um, he's gonna. Uh, back towards the gate while like staying defensive. You're going to have to run now that you've been here for a turn. You're going to need to run if you're going to try and keep the gate open. Okay, I'm going to use my step of the wind to uh, make a dash action to get to the gate. Okay, so with the trainings of your um, Kisabal masters, you race towards the door, and you can see that there is one of the heavier miners is trying to lug a giant um, crossbeam onto the gate. Okay, can I attack him? You can try and push him off. Yeah, pose strength check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a post strength. Oh, it's heaps good. 20. 20, all right. And you knock him to the ground, and the crossbeam goes wild, and the gates are still open for now, Baston. You're standing next to them. Filge? Um, I run towards the gates. Yep. And I try and um, beat that guy up who's trying to put the cross thing on. Make an attack? Yeah, beat him up. Am I still raging? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, great. Uh, 20 and 15. Net 20! <laughs> <laughs> One is a nat 20? That, no, nat 20 is double. Huh? Double damage. Double damage. Oh, great. Okay, so for this one, I do... A lot. 7 plus 8, 15 plus my... Plus 10. I turn him damage. into powder. Yeah, and I rate Filge just um, uh, totally uh, dis- ob- obliviate. Like obviate. He's, like he's missed. Vaporized. Well, I'm yeah. itching. I'm scratching myself the whole time, and I just happen to obliterate him while well, I'm doing that. An up, upsetting <laughs> way to die. And the soldiers are now um, getting surround, are starting to surround Baston and Filch at the gates. As very slowly, I imagine beeping slightly as it backs up, the banknote apparatus completes its 180 degree turn. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I'm gonna make a run for the gate and get out of here. All right. In the inside the apparatus. Yes. Yes. So the apparatus charges forward with a burst of diesel, and the gates splinter as you dive through the gates and you see for the first time outside the camp a raid around you under the clifftops of the spine of the world you can see at what looks like about four separate discrete squads of liveried mercenaries each of them wearing the sable and black designs of the house Strad and standing between them with a uh, black robed figure with a torch in his hand in a jet black suit of armor with a proud helmet with a big plumed feather is a man with a dark gray beard with mottled specks of white in it. Uh. Uh. And the man with the torch points at you and and, and a man behind him blows a whistle as the squads bring their halberds down and start to advance slowly. Well, well, well. If it isn't the dragon shits. <laughs> Do we recognize this guy? He has the same BW insignia that you saw on the orders inside. Make an intelligence check if you want. Oh, oh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll that 20 on my intelligence check. It's probably that Commander Brightwell that Jandal was talking about. Oh. The Strahd's second in command here in Icewind Dale. Commander Brightwell, I, I mean, Commander Brightwell, I assume. Yes! Did you... There's a camp burning behind you, and you have burst out of his camp in a crab. One of his lieutenants is still trapped, his body limply being dragged behind inside your claw. I just want to set the scene for you before you do whatever small bit of subterfuge you were planning. Did you hear before when I called you the dragon shits? I mean, do you write your own material, or do you have a staff writer's come up with that kind of genius? Yes, I have Simon. 
You have Simon. Simon, he's somewhere. I don't think he's back at the. What did Simon write to you? Yes. What's his last name? Griner. <laughs> you, have, you have a writer, a comedy writer for you called Simon Griner, and he wrote that for you. He wrote. In fact, now you can see that there is another mercenary in the black and sable uniforms, but also shorts um, and, a, and a blonde beard and glasses. And who to play that character. <laughs> Frantically scribbling in a little black moleskin, just just behind the uh, command squad of Commander Brightwell. Um, <clears throat> I didn't think Simon. Yeah. And he's just he's. I didn't think he'd sort of come into this. Um, this is something I could say. He just said, "Do, do, do I have a writer?" I said, "I did." I mean, you heard it all. What should, just what should I? It's a good. Well, first of all, it's nice to be recognised. So thank you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's good. That's fine. That's good. Um, try dragon turds. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd expect that coming from these dragon terms. Oh, he's so good. Oh, turds, turds, he's so good. Dragon turds. Turds. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> As I said, the guards are advancing on you with halberds. In a second, they'll have you ringed. Encircled, ringed, encircled. I said ringed, and it sounds weird. I'm going to change it to before any of you. It's encircled. I will take great pleasure in ringing all of you. (laughs) Encircled, trapped, like surrounded. (laughs) And Um, what will you do with us once you have us rimmed? Hey, it's comedy, guys. <laughs> comedy rules. Can you, can you imagine that for months, for months, live comedy was dead in this city. <laughs> and yet we said, no, coronavirus, we need to have it. We'll be here safely and we'll do it. And we need gems of what gems like, what will you do once we've been <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, I do need to fake my death. Anyway, um... <laughs> Make make one more perception check for me. Uh, that's another nat 20. Fuck. Yeah, uh, that's serious? two in a row. That is a yeah. one in 400 chance. I should get a prize. All right, you, Give you, me a prize, Dave. Right, Give him a prize. A, so you want a block of chocolate? Prize, cho- prize, 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 prize. Give me your laptop. <laughs> I want your laptop. I'm not going to give you my laptop. I'm going to give you Ben's no, I iPad. Need that to do this. <laughs> all right. You see up, up, up above the ice, you suddenly see a figure. First of all, one head and then three other heads pop up. They're figures in big black fur coats, each of them um, covered in sort of heavy, heavy furs. And they all dressed in black. And one of them sees that you can see them, banknote. And he puts his fingers, you can see even from the distance, he puts his fingers to his lips as the other two pull out large longbows. Ah, yes, the international sign for rimming. (laughs) (laughs) So these figures are behind Brightwell and Simon. Are you, Michael, are you you okay? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. That was the last we saw of Michael (laughs) Hing. You know, I wouldn't believe that he was gone if I hadn't seen the body go off the waterfall myself. <laughs> anyway, have you seen this uh, viral comedian coming out of China right now? <laughs> yes. Sorry, Dave. I, I see the person who... Um, so to reiterate, there are what looks like four figures, four two of them snipers, standing up on the cliff top behind Brightwell. He hasn't spotted them. They see that you see them, and the lead one puts his fingers to his lips. Ah, yes. Yes, you're right. I am the dragon turd. I'm the biggest dragon turd you've ever dealt with. 
Brightwell, you'll try to shoot me out, but I'll get stuck, and then you'll have to ask someone for help, and they'll have to try and uh, pick me out with... Simon, Simon! Sir, sir, try this. I'll wipe you off the face of the earth. I'll wipe you off the face of my butt! That's not what I said. <laughs> Little improv there, Simon! Little improv! We're riffing, Simon! We're riffing! <laughs> I've never felt so alive! Yes, and! <laughs> and as he says that, <laughs> as he says that, yes, and, yes, and, yes, and, two arrows fly out like silver daggers in the night and pincushion his helmet as he falls to the knees. And the last thing that he ever remembers or thinks about is the joys of first level improv. <laughs> Would that be a cautionary tale to anyone hearing this? Don't learn improv. As he does this, another one of the figures rises and puts a horn to his lips and pull and gives out a long, low note. Lower, in a register almost so low that you can't hear it. There is a oh! rumble. Is it so low that it makes everyone shit themselves, Dave? Well, it makes, the, it, it, it makes an avalanche it. and snow pours down from the spine of the world um, and cutting off the squads on either side of them as it um, comes around the jutting out edifice of the rock face that Brightwell was standing behind. And part of that rock moves aside and you see a fifth figure in a grey cloak say quickly now while they're, go- um, um, while they're distracted by the snow secret you. passage awesome okay but don't shout secret passage <laughs> oh. <laughs> secret passage awesome as the dragon friends make their way into that secret passageway where they see a figure also in the black cloaks that could only be a senior ranger of the night claws of the Vulfin pact that once that re- that coterie of rangers that you once swore allegiance to Bobby Pancakes and to play that night claw ranger the grand hunter himself wisest bravest and first of the night claws please welcome to the stage Tom Walker I genuinely thought we were chanting cock. <laughs> I was chanting Tom, but... Um... <laughs> Hello, cock. <laughs> uh, now this is a trick. I can't answer back. <laughs> Tom, you are playing uh, Grand Hunter Jacob Undercourt. Yes. Is that right? Jacob Undercourt, yes. Now, so he is the first ranger of the Nightclaw Rangers, the rangers that protect the Vulfin people, the werewolves who are in war and ba- constant battle with the vampires of Strahd. Yes, indeed. And he has been sent to Icewind Dale because all of the the Nightclaws are being brought back to the village yeah. because Madame Draskov, the leader of the village, has had a vision and she knows that she needs to recall the Nightclaws. Mm-hmm. So you've been sent to get Nikki and to get Bobby. Nikki, yes. you saw the fight. One of your rangers has already taken Nikki's body. Unfortunately, there's nothing they could do for him. Yep. And you have now managed to lead the dragon friends through the ice into the spine of the world. So, you like my secret passage? <laughs> very, very much so. What we've seen of it so far, very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. The it's much of- like this as it continues on. Well, that's good news. What are you doing? I don't know. Dark, cold, slightly damp, all the best passage qualities. No, but I think for me the best thing about it was, I mean, yes, all of those things you could say about a passage, Mm. but a secret passage has to be hard to find. And when it appeared... I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and it's right. a reveal. It's all in the reveal. It's all in the reveal, a secret it's passage. Reveal, it's all in the also- surprise, the passage. Basically, passages are all about surprise. There's a space and then there's a surprise. I hate to... Sorry, I know that sometimes when you dissect a passage, it kills the passage. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, even now you say it, I just think, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really enjoying it, but now we've kind of killed the magic, haven't we? Yeah. Me can see the work you put into it now. Let's yeah. continue walking in silence, then. <laughs> as Undercourt um, shepherds you through as well, he um, pulls, heaves with his muscles and pushes a boulder cl- over the archway. And then How big are these muscles? How big are these muscles? Fucking huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you yeah. want to describe the character? Yeah. You know uh, the Netflix TV show The Witcher, which mm-hmm. Ben tried to get his wife to watch by <laughs> describing it as historical? <laughs> It was historical fiction. Um, Isn't the first scene of that? I thought I'd have more time, to be honest. (laughs) It is him killing a big monster. In a swamp, yeah. I thought we'd see some like, you know, I thought we'd get like maybe 20 minutes of just the non-magical side of fantasy crap. Like, oh, the king's mean. (laughs) Immediately you were like, ah, that's industry he's killing. (laughs) I was like, dream sequences, right? Uh, uh, yeah, so basically Geralt from The Witcher, but uh, take that hair grey, make it black, baby. Okay, all right. And also him, he's a werewolf, so he has big sideburns. Can we give him real big um, calves, maybe? Just like one muscle that's real big and everything else is regular muscle? No. That's a great idea. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> we can no. amp up the calves. We yeah, can definitely really. amp up the but calves. But it's got to be within scale. It's important to you that he's, he's not... He's handsome. What's his, what's, what, what muscle does he work out the most? Yeah, what's his vertical <laughs> jump? Yes, that's right. I want the, the brain. calves so big that the pants are loose on the thigh. <laughs> yeah, like flares. He has to wear flares. <laughs> yeah, right. Whenever he's wearing shorts, he looks like a triangle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a ranger, a level 8 ranger, and pro- you probably cast past without trace, I imagine, Yes. as you take them through the tunnels, which go deep under the spine of the world, taking you back south towards the Svalich Woods. Hmm. Oh, wow. Did you dig this yourself? Me, no. But I'm not above taking advantage of it. What's happening to my voice? (laughs) It's kind of growly. I'm into it. It's kind of cool. Well, that's good. Because you'll be hearing more of it as we go on. Are you putting it on or is it the real thing? No, this is the real thing. Wow. I went through puberty once and then cool puberty after. What happens in, in, I mean, does just your voice change in cool puberty? or No, they... no. You grow an extra sword. <laughs> what, what happens wow. to your dick during cool puberty? Oh, you wouldn't freaking believe. <laughs> you think it'd get bigger, but in fact it curls back in on itself and then out. <laughs> so it ends up thicker, but am I making sense here? No. No. No, I get it. It's sort of a, a, a double-layered penis. This guy gets it. Yes. Yeah, sort of, <laughs> if you imagine... <laughs> If you imagine sort of a Twinkie that you push inside out, but then fold it over itself. That's what you're talking about, right? Uh, I don't know what a Twinkie is, but this, the mechanics are, seem sound. Like a curly whirly? Wait, let me give, give me a second. Like he yanks his pants open. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like one of those mole rats you see on Twitter sometimes. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Wait, like uh, the vibe. So you guys are both wolves? Do you guys know each other? <laughs> I believe you were part of my order. That's correct. Bobby, wasn't it? That's right. Have I met him before? No, so you know the legend of Jacob Undercount when you were taking... Undercourt. When you were taking your, like, um, youngling trials to become part of the Vulfen, Mm -hmm. he would have been out doing all kinds of heroic missions. He... Did, did, did he maybe have posters of him on his little wall? I've got a, um, I've got his, um, like, his card, his, like, baseball card um, yeah. in my wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's sort of a big deal. Right. A, a mythic hero of the Vulfin. 
But of course, you and I can't get too attached. What with, well, you know. No, of course. But if you'd like to hang some time, uh, <laughs> maybe just grab a beer. Uh, that'd be cool. Anytime. Anytime. Really? And he claps him on the back. I'll never watch this back again. <laughs> Another one of your, um, your second in command in your um, night claw. Claw pack, which is a Wolfen called Corina, uh-huh. um, appears with a torch and she's like, We've taken Lanston's body. The rest will meet you at the village. Good. His body is what he is now because he's dead. Yep. How inspiring. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And she's up, up on another sort of level where the... Up the caves open up. Oh, okay, I tilt my head back so I can see her. <laughs> ah, eye contact, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so much more respectful. <laughs> anyway, that's all I had to say. This is the this is the sole function of my character, so I'll see you back at the back at the lodge. I'll see you back there. Give us one little detail about her to flesh her out. Oh, okay. So um Karina is the squad um she's got long um tangled sort of dreads of silver hair. She has a um, very powerful gaunt face. She's a dream singer, which means that she's one of Drazkov's. She has the sight, but she only has a nascent form of the sight. And she dreamed the existence of these caves, which is how he got into Icewind Dale. Is that enough fucking world building for you, man? It doesn't pass the Bechdel test until she has a conversation (laughs) with another female character that isn't about a man in this story. Jiraiya and Karina's half-sister Jiraiya. Hey, girl. <laughs> See any cute boy? <laughs> Dave, and Dave, these are very clumsy characters. Look at her big boobies. Oh, Dave, she has big boobies. Oh come, on, Dave. 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 come on, Dave. Also, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the exact rules of the Bechdel test, but if one of them is being played by a straight cis white man, <laughs> I don't know if it fully counts. <laughs> gonna go have a bubble bath and think <laughs> about my boyfriend. This is so disappointing, Come on, I cannot believe you wrote this character sheet for me. I, this is demeaning. It says what? specifically her special, what does it her say? Her race there? is woman and she has minus four to intelligence? <laughs> I can't believe it. Say! Oh my god. Cool, her man. alignment is to her husband? That's... <laughs> None of this looks good. I mean, this doesn't even make sense. Next to speed, you've just written big anime boobs. You've just written the words big anime boobs, and oh then my next, God. To, next to speed, you could have at least drawn them, Dave. You she has a she has a buff here that is just B shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Karina, uh, uh, dream singer Karina ducks back to the rest of this squad that as his second in command, she has full autonomy and authority of leading while her sister Jiraiya takes a wrong wrong turn somewhere on the cave's back and falls down an avalanche and dies. (laughs) 
We will not hear. They have final words. Excellent. The death of a true hero. We will not see her kind on these stories again. Wow, I can't believe you killed that character. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dave. Wow. wow. Yeah. She was just beginning on her journey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where do these tunnels even go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they return to our lodge where you will find some haven there. And we can talk about what is to be done against the dry, dread vampire Strahd. So the lodge you know of, Bobby, it's nestled in the cleft of the Baratok Slopes and it is the village where the Vulfen, the first hunting lodge where their order started. The Vulfen, of course, um, were a basically a fraternal lodge of hunters that came out of the first hunter who killed Strahd a thousand fraternal, years ago. Fraternal, was it, Dave? And a sorority. They, uh, <laughs> okay. All right, so the fraternal part would like have the sorority over or what, Dave? <laughs> Do they have a wet tunic contest or what? What's happening here? Can we, can we please stop this train of thought and this line of interrogation before I have to like change my Twitter avatar to a black square and just get it over with? We've all had a lot of fun cancelling Dave. Yeah. And this lodge, is it full of other people? It's, the lodge is full of Wolfen. Yeah? Yep. Lots of characters there. Lots of <laughs> yes, it's in fact it's the only Vulfen village. The Vulfen who have been scorned by the Barovians had to disappear into the woods where they have lived, and almost no one knows where the lodge exists. Its existence is a secret known only to a precious few, including you, Bobby. Yeah. And of course you and me Jacob. Your boss. And and gladly, my boss. Good. Um so, what's um, what's the plan? The plan? Like, I mean, we're raring to go. We like, do, do we? We've got the chest of um. You have a chest with three small shards of spellstone in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, not a huge amount. Um, you know, enough for a bracelet, maybe. A bracelet. All oh, right. At any rate, we we have some shardolin here, some spellstone, raw spellstone, and. It could come into some use. So if there's any big meetings or whatever, we should probably be a part of it because this is what we're bringing to the table. Uh, lots of intel, etc. Certainly, you will be part of every meeting we have leading up to the actualization of the dream. Do I know what the dream is? Yeah, dream? he might be referring to the the grey dream, which is the prophecies that all nightclaws have. <laughs> but we can talk of this later at the lodge. You're going to love it there. I, I know, I've been there. Oh right, of course. <laughs> I'm so wait, Bobby, wasn't it? <laughs> Crushing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right, you make your way and um, you travel through the night into the early morning, and the sun is just starting to come up over the Balanox as you emerge from a cave nestled in the Svalich woods and find yourselves once again in Old Barovia. Who's that? Ha, huh, that's the sun. Uh, just kidding, a little joke I like to do. <laughs> I mean, do you write your own material, or do you have someone who helps you with it? I paid for a bunch of these things in bulk, and I just get as much use of them out of them as I can. Okay. Hence the dawn joke. Oh, I see. So that one, you know, you can use pretty much at least once a day. But with this magic stuff, maybe more. <laughs> Don't know if you've noticed, but our universe is crazy. 
It's only been through, obviously it was only three years, but you've surprised yourself, Bobby, in how much you feel home when you're back in the Svalage woods. It seems like Waterdeep now seems more like um, something distant and to an older version of yourself. This is, this is where you belong. As you make your way through the woods, you realize that you are near the Baratok slopes, which means that you are near the lodge. And indeed, after an hour as the sun starts to truly reach its zenith, you see the small village of maybe 80 Wolfen. It's a very tiny community um, that is called the Lodge. Good to be back in Barovia, hey? Oh, yeah. How Does, does Baston have a sense of where he is? Like, Bobby, kind of- yeah, Baston, you've never been here. You, you, you've ne- you don't know. The Wolfen were a legend in Barovia, but of course you've never met them. It smells like home. <laughs> Well, no, it smells like All my of this home. is terrifying to you. In fact, probably, Baston, when you were a very small boy, yeah. they probably scared you with stories of the Vulfin who would come and steal you. This is a realization of every nightmare you had as a child. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> I did not realize this would be as triggering as it is right now. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just going to be hanging at the back. Nobody look at me. Bobby just goes to stand with Baston and holds his hand. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Just gives it a little squeeze. Thank you. So, make yourself at home here as much as you can. Especially the one who is very scared of me. <laughs> hey, you! Where? Oh, God! Oh, God! Sorry, that oh. was just me checking that it was him. Oh. <laughs> as Jacob says, there's two young, um, junior younglings come, and one takes his cloak, and one passes him some trail rations and a jug of, of cider. Uh, thank you for the cider. Andrew. <laughs> Not at all, my lad. Uh, can I just say that you're looking very sleek and um, you've, been, you've been taking your, 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 your multivitamins? <laughs> yes. I'm glad it's showing on the outside as it is on the inside. And he claps him on the back. Yeah. He does a lot of clapping on the back, this character. Andrew scurries away. As you're now standing outside, Madame Dress goes... Um, Sort of yurt, I suppose. Is she has she has a kind of a central tent in the lodge. Mm. So, Bobby, shall we? Uh, shall we talk? Yeah, let's. Is this just a wolfen thing, or claw to claw seems like the way to me? But if your friends are friends indeed, then I'm sure we wouldn't mind if they sat in yes. or stood in. Even I don't know what our chair situation is. <laughs> I think we had an order in for some bean bags. <laughs> but I don't know, to me they always seem a little more casual than I'd like. So for me, a pleasant stand. And then, locking my arms behind my back in a cool way. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll all come in. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, bean bags! Filch <laughs> <laughs> jump runs through. <laughs> <laughs> immediately pops the beanbag by trying to pancake it. Yeah. Yeah. Filch dives through the sort of beaded entrance of the yurt and um, a whole bunch of aromatic smoke escapes from the yurt for a second as Filch billows in and dives onto a beanbag before her eyes adjust until she realises that she's lying on what is obviously the bed of a very old-looking Wolfen woman who is stand, who's looking up from... She's making a kind of necklace or she's um, weaving something by a fire that is central to the tent. Oh, sorry about your bed. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, exploded it. Wait, uh, sorry oh. about it. Uh, what you doing? 
<laughs> when we all follow, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And she's like leaning on the bed like this, like got her hands, um, her chin cupped in her hands. Mm-hmm. She's lying on her front. You can park your um, apparatus outside, by the way, Banknote. If you, I assume you're coming in with everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm going to spend this time. Uh, uh, ransacking Grizak's body and attaching the crossbow to the apparatus. You know what? I said that the body was entangled in the claws. So yeah, it's a siege bow. So okay, if you want to miss this scene, is Hing doing the equivalent of like taping a gun to a bike? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some strings as well. I'll be able to fire <laughs> okay, it. All right. Ping, ping, ping. <laughs> okay, so you want to take a siege, a siege gun, essentially a double-barreled siege bow, and you want to make it so you can fire it. From from your seat at the top of the apparatus. Yeah, I'm gonna add. I'll add some levers to. I'll add some lever triggers to the apparatus. So maybe one of them instead. Of, maybe do I have to replace one of these? Uh, do you think this looks cool, or do you think it looks like Mr. Bean driving a car from the roof of a car? <laughs> this yeah, is. I mean, <laughs> Yes, it's definitely Mr. Bean. Yeah, it's de- in Hing's <laughs> mind, it's like Tony Stark in the first in the first Iron Man, who's like Jerry rigged. Uh, yeah, thing, but you're hundred percent right that it's Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dave, I, I imagine you want me to give up something for this uh, thing, so I will give up my uh, ability to turn to the left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm willing to sacrifice that. That's Dave. fair because there are only five levers, and they they're yeah. All right, so that, as so long I as won't, you- I won't be able, I'll, I'll still be able to turn ninety degrees to the right. But I won't turn to the left anymore, and instead, if, if I try to turn to the left, if you forget, I'll just shoot a siege crossbow. Yeah, if you, if you forget and you try to turn to the left, it will just... Just like in Zoolander. Uh, <laughs> you will empty a clip. <laughs> come in, come in, my little chickadee. What is this voice? What it's is this? the voice that I'm doing now. Okay. <laughs> Don't eat me. So funny and tender. Oh, but why would you don't don't say that? It's a little joke that we have. Did you see what this one did to my bed? Oh, it looks like she f- f- fucked it. What? <laughs> well, uh, broke it, broke it. I meant to say she j- jumped at it, all the legs are split. It's bad. Can I offer you something to calm yourself down? Yeah, I'll take a chamomile. <laughs> oh, here, I've got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> There was never any chamomile. That didn't help at all. No, listen to me, little one. I see in your... (laughs) 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 I might just went outside. I'm going to go outside and look at the sky. Okay, bye, everyone. Okay, well, good. This time just runs out out of the tent. That was so much fun. (laughs) Anyway, grave tidings. <laughs> I have been informed about the death of Nikki. He was like a grandson to me, which is why I can only apologize for the jauntiness <laughs> with which I greeted you. I had a whole thing prepared where I would say sad tidings, but then she came in and she smushed the bed and then the man with the moustache was so frightened. Ah, what are you going to do? Everybody grieves in their own way. Yes, exactly. Bobby! <laughs> Madam Draskov. Good to see you. Thank Welcome you. home. Thank you. It's oh, good to be home. Nice. <laughs> Me, Filch. Hello, Filch. You looking for a new grandson? <laughs> <laughs> Me heard you, you're missing a grandson if you're looking for someone to fill that spot. What do you got? Uh, I can ride a little trike and I can play with a stick and a rock. 
Cool. You did meet Nikki Lanston. <laughs> oh no, I was just talking about grandson stuff. <laughs> well, why don't we revisit uh, that? Okay. Okay. Listen. Did you manage to extract the materials? Mm-hmm. Uh, we offer the the small box with you bring it. Okay, so you take out the small lock box, and she looks at it, and she holds up to the fire, um, and it gle- again gleams, sort of silver and purple, the three shards of chardolin that have cost you so much to get. These are a forgery. I'm kidding. It's fine. They're good. <laughs> no, someone died. So, um, no, it's a classic bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> but these are good. These are powerful. With this, we can do much. Nikki, uh, she, 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 she says, he did. He told you of his great dream. Yes, he did. He would, he, he would find something under the snow that could kill Strahd. These shards are what he died for, and that was his dream, and he has fulfilled his promise to our people. At the so, mention of uh, Grey Dreams, uh, Jacob kind of goes, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, what? What? What that? Oh, nothing. Just... When you think of Grey Dreams, there's... I mean, there's... It makes you think of your own, you know. And it's humbling to have one such as mine. No. <sighs> well. You mean, usually people don't talk about their great dreams, but sure, if you can... Um... I mean, you're all in it with me, you know. We're all in this. My great dream. The Dark Lord has returned, and the world shall suffer. None can stop him until one rises against him. The one who shall kill Strahd shall strike him down face to face. They will have traveled from distant lands to face him. They shall stand with heart of glass and sword of stone. They will strike and Strahd will die and they shall die also and none will learn their name and so will Faerun be saved. That's my great dream. What? That's that's the one I had. No. Are you just... Cherry picking everyone. Shut like, the fuck up. That's I. Had, shut the fuck up. I'm not. You shut the fuck up. When? Never. When did you have your fucking grey dream? When I was a, a, a young blood, I was blooded, and Madame Drazkov gave me the. What fucking year, cunt? <laughs> I'm looking for timestamps here. Three years ago. About two years ago. Yeah. Two years you ago. You fuck goddamn it! No! Madam Dreskov is like interesting, and you think this Bobby, can't be right. This can't be Bobby, right. This can't be right, right? That you are the one that it says with a heart of glass. No, it's me. I'm sensitive. I just <laughs> open my shirt and go tink, tink, tink. What the fuck? The visions are complex, and things can happen between. You are still... No. No, don't be like that. It doesn't mean anything. Tink, tink, tink. It means tink. everything. <laughs> tink. I did... Tink, tink, tink. I, we know. Tink, 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 tink. I mean, I just... I did, I feel like I've just done a lot for the... Dr- oh, man. Oh, shut up. Okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. Do you want to know why I called you all back here? Mm. Is it to tell us about your boyfriend? Because, <laughs> <laughs> girl, we listening. 
Oh. Oh my God. It is of the matter of much urgency. I don't know about grey dream, but it sounds like you had a wet dream. I like this one. Yeah. She can be my girl daughter. Oh. My granddaughter. I'm a old. <laughs> so there was that. Um, but also... And while she says this, she's taken the shards and she's uh, fiddling with them, with the, we- the thing that she's weaving. Very, very quick, dexterous old fingers at work. So I have little spies here and there and they tell me all sorts of little tidbits. You know, sometimes they say, oh, uh, that rock... And I say, is that it? <laughs> and, and they say, yes. And I say, well, that was not worth waking me up for. You know? But sometimes... <laughs> they tell me grave tidings. <laughs> Does the name Great Heart Banknote mean anything to anyone here? Go! <laughs> Spill the tea. Does it ever? We have found the famous leader of the resistance. <gasps> he currently dwells not far from here, locked under lock and key from the vampire strand. Wait, who locked him up? Wait, what I just said? He's locked under from? What? Your grammar was unclear. You are unclear. <laughs> and then he she bonks her on the head Ow. with a cushion. <laughs> Strad has him kept in his dungeon. Oh. That's what I was saying. Yeah, not clear. Okay, well, is it clear now yeah. for you? Okay, yeah. good. Whack! <laughs> I can offer you the support of my finest fighters and, of course, the help of Undercourt. And... Whoa. This what? No, nothing. Are you gonna be a little bitch? <laughs> Just found out that my prophecy got taken. I don't know, man. Well, you know what? You know, I don't like this attitude. What attitude? I just got fired from a prophecy. You did not get f- <laughs> I've tried my whole life Jacob, to be a hero. Jacob, my darling chickadee. We do not know what the fates have in store for us. Womp! And she womps. Um, Phil, just like that, surprise, blah! Ah, this lady's scary. <laughs> Go, help them on this mission and maybe you will see, maybe you will find you are destined for something greater than you even imagined. Or not, who knows? I'm just a crazy old lady. But I can give you fighters and I can give you provisions and I can give and you... And as she says this, she takes Bobby's hand and she holds it clasped in her own hands. And I can give you this. And she holds out a weapon that she has um, crafted out of the... um... Somehow, while she was doing all of this, uh, she was weaving, as I said, and she pulls out a um, brilliant, wicked-looking single crossbow bolt. And she has fashioned the three shards tied together with a lock lock of her own hair into a jagged uh, quarrel. And it's just, it's a single arrow of of spellstone. Dave had a pretty cool name for this, but I forgot it. (laughs) So, 
take with you, uh, Pointy Steve. <laughs> take with you, Pointy Steve. Was that it, Dave? Was it Pointy, was it pointy Steve? Steve? Oh, gives a shit. <laughs> Definitely wasn't Pointy Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> but know that these shards came at a great cost. You will know the time to strike when you see Strahd, but don't go before and do not go after. Because <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I don't want to tell you what to do, but there's three shards. Why do, why do we put it all on one arrow? Why don't oh, we put it on... did you take a course in arrow making? Did you do that down at the local fantasy tape? Yeah, were... because if you didn't, then there is another hero that did, and he's standing right here, just in case any prophecies are listening. It's just legit. And Jacob, like, grasps, trying to grab the arrow out of you. Yeah. It's honestly much harder than you'd think. <laughs> it needs the power of all three. Just asking. Jeez. Okay, well, I'm okay, just answering. Yeah, thank you. Okay, okay so I you appreciate ask, it. I it's a fu- you know if you never ask. It's a functional thing, Simon. There's not enough weight there to make anything more than about one arrowhead. Okay, okay, okay. So, do you need anything else from me? Or are you ready to rescue a hero and slay a villain? Uh, I mean, our friends are out. What? Our friends are kind of doing stuff. Okay, well, you can fill them in. Yeah, yes. we'll fill them in. Okay, well, that's something <laughs> And, yeah, pretty much you said fighters. Yeah, we can. Food. Mm-hmm. Uh, weapons. But you've got the weapon. What, what, what do you want? I don't know. Just what do you got? Um, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, could I please have? I was listening at the door and I heard there was talk of a gun. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, hello. My name is Lion Shield. <laughs> Back note. Why did you pause halfway through your own name? I don't know. Sometimes I forget what my name is, but I'm Lion here. Shield? Lion Shield. Back note. As in... As in... The son of the hero? Well, yeah, I, I guess you could say I'm the son of a hero, yes. I, I mean, I think of myself as a hero in my own right, of course. But, um, you know, we are indeed honoured here. Oh, as are... am I? As, <laughs> so, so, so am I. Are you sure you're the son of... What do you mean? What do you mean? Nothing, nothing, nothing. You have a kind of Chet Hanks vibe. <laughs> do you want to hear me rap in an offensive patois? <laughs> sure. No, I won't. I'm not going to do it anyway. <laughs> Lion Shield. Yes. Your daddy. He's alive. Of course you'd know where he is. Sorry. Don't be like that. Sorry, sorry. Don't Pierce. be like that. Sorry, if Pierce. we're going to work as a family, I, we will not tolerate <laughs> you talking to me like that. Sorry, Phil. Sorry, sorry. We're going to go and get your father. <laughs> and we'll come straight back home. And I'll have none of that cheek. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. And Activated stepmom mode. <laughs> and as a slightly reticent banknote. Oh, that's weird that Dave's written that on your character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Steps back, it seems. The the plot has never been simpler than this. Find the hero, slay the monster, break into the castle and save the world. Such is the story of a true champion, a hero of the people. One who might be remembered for all times as the one that saved the world from the monster Strahd. And perhaps that one may yet be one of these fateful four, these champions that have travelled so far and so long in pursuit of whatever muddled form of righteousness that they can find. But let us be sure of one thing, that hero will not be Jacob Undercourt. (laughs) Thank you.
the Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Greiner, and Michael Hing. Our Dungeon Master is Dave Harmon, with NPC voices provided by Ben Jenkins and live accompaniments by Tom Cardi. Our special guest this week was Tom Walker. Shakira Khan designs our website, the podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Hugh Guest, and this week's episode was recorded live at the Vanguard in Sydney. Until next time. Where's Baston? He was training in the jungle, bombing pancakes. He was running with the wolves. Where was Beatles? Learning to read from the talking dog, yeah. Where's Banknote? He runs his papa's company. Dark Lord's trust. He's a very naughty man. Finally together. The life of hope we call the dragon friend. Uh, I've talked about on the podcast before about my desire to fake my own death and move to somewhere else. Yeah, I can. I want to do that more than anything. Like, I and I, I love my life, but fucking hell, if I if I could have a different one, ah, oh, um, So I was googling that, and then um, I was uh, sort of sprung uh, by uh, my girlfriend, and she was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, just um, working out how to fake my own death and move." And um, and then we got into a sort of a I wouldn't say a fight, but certainly a frank discussion about my. Um, the possibility that I would leave at any time to move to China and... Uh, anyway, whatever. Um, I guess the broad strokes is, if you ever see me taking Mandarin classes, you know that something's gone wrong and I'm about to go. <laughs> Do you think one of like the, the, the like introduction to faking your own death things is don't sort of talk about it in any kind of recorded medium or in public. Here's the thing, though. If I do die, you'll never know. You know what I mean? And in that way, I'll live on it in your hearts and minds forever, and that's the immortality I dream of. You'll be the phantom of the comedy uh, scene. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm. If you fake your own death and you move to China to become a farmer or whatever... Or a comedian, sure. (laughs) A very famous and successful Chinese comedian, yes. Wait! You could, you could do that You're without gonna, faking yeah, your death. Yeah, why don't you just get better at comedy? <laughs> <laughs>